0: The Ryan and Rush Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build in North Central West Virginia, visit AskVisionHomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to the Ryan and Rush Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching the Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe. <laughs> And we welcome you in to another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show, your source for West Virginia sports. Uh, StreamYard and the Wi-Fi tried to prevent us from doing the show, Ryan, but hey, we will always figure out a way to get the show out to everyone. So glad to be here today. Of course, uh, as we talked about on yesterday's show, we said we make today more of the basketball as basketball season is around the corner. Kind of talk about the Big 12 as a whole entering the season and then of course focusing on the West Virginia basketball team along with we got some updates from the former head coach too at the end of the episode and we'll get to that here in a bit Um, on tomorrow's episode we'll be doing behind enemy lines talking about the Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys who the West Virginia West Virginia plays on Saturday and then of course doing our previews and predictions for the football game Saturday on Thursday Ryan but let's get back to today's episode Ryan, we kind of talked about it at the end of last week, um, hinted at it again on yesterday's episode, but now we have the opportunity to go in depth when there aren't pressing football issues, of course. The Big 12 released its standings at the last week. Uh, Had West Virginia ranked number ninth? Actually, a little bit of a surprise to some people. I know you thought we'd be around the 11 mark. Um, I think Ethan Box said that as well. Um, but and we think about it too. This isn't a disrespectful ninth. Let's let's look back, obviously, on the summer and everything that went down and how many iterations of this roster that we finally have and we think we figured it out. And and we have our players. Actually, we have technically. No, we haven't figured it out with Raekwon Battle. We'll get to him in a second, of course. Um, but Ryan, let's get right into it. This this pre, uh, preseason poll. What are your thoughts on it as a whole?
1: Uh, I mean, it's going to be another loaded uh, year in the Big 12. And obviously, headline, Kansas is the preseason number one. Uh, Texas is, is loaded once again. Baylor's loaded once again. Um, and Houston's going to be good coming over from the American. Um, and then it, it'll be interesting to see with the newcomers, Cincinnati, UCFs, uh, how they mesh and how they're able to withstand a Big 12 gauntlet. It's, it's going to be really interesting. I'm with you. Nine was more than fair. I mean, you look at Ken Palm, you look at the Almanac, uh, all the different, uh, college basketball national publications that was, uh, they were around 11 and I think some, somebody may have even had him 12. So nine was generous, but I think nine is fair. It with, it, with uh, with Raquan battle eligible. So of course, uh, that's the big question. Um, uh, looming us, unfortunately and, and hopefully we'll get an answer on that um, Here soon, but I, I think Nine gets you in the NCAA tournament With 14 teams now
0: Well yeah, and let, let, let's break this down a little further So obviously we have Kansas leading the pack At 12 out of 14 votes Number two, Houston um, With two votes as well And the only question is here, is of course Houston's a great basketball that uh, ba- Great basketball team, great history At Houston, you know, five slamajama, Jamma Of course Uh, But then the question, as you're talking about, is these American teams and BYU um, coming from the West Coast Conference enter uh, the Big 12 is the the night in, night out, right? Is BYU would play Gonzaga a couple times. You know, St. Mary's has had good teams. San Francisco's Mm. had good teams. There would be a couple teams in in the West Coast Conference, but they didn't have to play a Gonzaga caliber team twice a week. Right now that you have to now you have that in the Big 12. And, you know, same thing with Houston. Uh, Cincinnati, and UCF, of course. I kind of break down this, how, like how, what we like to do with our football teams, kind of break this down in a, a tier list as well. I think you have your top three that are a little separate from the rest of the pack, and you may even go top two a little separate. Texas, of course, coming off the Big 12 championship last year, and they look to do... Uh big things again. Obviously, we would not like that to happen. Their last year in the Big 12, but in mm-hmm. terms of what they're capable of and, and the caliber of their team, they absolutely deserve to be in the top three. And then I think you get a little separation, the bottom three as well with Oklahoma, BYU, and UCF. Of course, UCF, we'll 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 see what's going on there. Hey, it's 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 college basketball and especially when with home teams, right? Is you can have those upsets, you can have those. Um, spots where you're, you're, the sandwich spots that we like to talk about, especially with the with the football. So we'll 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 see how UCF adjusts uh, this year. But you know, you look at Oklahoma, right? The team that beat us last year, a team that can rise up when they need to, a very good team that can sneak their way on in here. And then, of course, BYU. BYU may not be the traditional BYU team that we've seen in the past. The the Jimmer Fredette, right? The Brandon Davies. The hey, going all the way back to Danny Ainge and BYU. But BYU, especially in the college basketball, brings an atmosphere that matches kind of a Big Twelve atmosphere, right? They have the second largest on-campus basketball stadium in the Marriott Center, right behind Syracuse, too. I mean, it's still Provo; it's still an elevation you got to play at. That's it's it's a good thing that West Virginia doesn't. Well, not only football, but basketball doesn't have to go that out there as well. I don't know how West Virginia got that, but I guess BYU, you know, little initiation into the Big Twelve by having to go on the road. So that helps us from a travel standpoint. And of course we have uh Bob Huggins old stop in Cincinnati on 11. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what they're capable of this year, but give them time now that they're in a power five. I mean, the Cincinnati basketball program could be back. So you even look at the big 12, right? And these kind of uh not, I don't want to say lesser teams, but maybe lesser in terms of, of the polling this year, teams with great histories and, you know, we'll, we'll see how they do this year, but in terms of the Big Twelve and moving forward, very capable programs that all of a sudden you could see a BYU, Oklahoma, Cincinnati shoot up to four, five, six, seven next year. Now that they have the you know the, they'll have a year of the Big Twelve under them, and now that they have Power Five recognition as well. So it's it's this is the reason we're the best basketball conference in college sports, Ryan.
1: Yeah, and. I Like I said, with Houston, they they look good on paper. They they got a good transfer class. They got a guy that's won before. But it's good. They, they're they going to find out quickly having to play this kind of schedule night in and night out. You're not playing East Carolina anymore. You're not playing Tulsa anymore. Uh, I mean, you look at UCF. You look at BYU. Yeah, they're probably projected in the bottom half. But if you look at the grand scheme, they were top 100 net teams. They were top 100 Kempob teams. So in Cincinnati, obviously, with the rich history that they, you got to think that they're going to somewhat be in the hunt and be able oh, yeah. to transition. But it probably will take a year. I I could see Houston finishing middle of the pack, and I know they're preseason number seven in the country, but it would not surprise me. I mean, you look at Texas, Baylor, TCU, K-State, Iowa State, and Texas Tech right, right in front of us. Those are all programs that have been going to the dance, that have been winning uh, 10, 11, big 12 games a year, mm-hmm. year in and year out, used to this league, this gauntlet. So, yeah, man, I, I think that uh, I think if you can stay around that 9 or 10 range, I think you got a shot to get to the dance. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's upon us. I, I think we're, we're less than three weeks away from opening night.
0: Yeah, and and obviously, is we, we've seen a lot. I mean, you can finish 500 in the big 12. And and you do de- pretty decent in the non-con. You, you, good things can happen, of course, but also on on the other side of things, Ryan is well. You know, you might be able to finish up there. Is this team has a head coach, an interim head coach, that wants to stay on that as as head coach and is is treating this as it's his job to lose? And you know, it's we have a very capable team a little thinner than maybe we thought you know originally going into the season part of me but a team that can that can go to the second week weekend of the conference especially if you get these guys meshing and Angellin and really use the non conference to figure a couple things out uh and and you know I, I like I said I think the fact that we start uh against Houston on the road at Houston to start the Big 12 season on January 6th is a great way to start. One is, yeah, it's it's Houston. Number two, as, as we see right before our eyes, Ryan, but I, I, I think the advantage that was something we saw last year too, is I guess I technically don't know Houston's semester schedule, but I'm going to make the assumption that they're still not fully back in classes yet. Something we saw an advantage of last year on New Year's Eve against Kansas State in Manhattan. Then we saw in Stillwater, two games we didn't end up winning, but two games that we could have won. So I think a lot of this is timing as well, and I think it's going to be a great start and, and, and help our guys kind of get in the zone um, for, for the Big 12 schedule. But going going back is, yeah, maybe, maybe we're nine to start, but just like our football team, right, starting the season at 14, there's still a lot to prove here because spots four through 10, maybe 11, we'll see how Cincinnati's going to be this year. I mean, the difference between four and 10 could not even be like, We're talking maybe like one game. We're maybe talking a series of tiebreakers. I mean, we've seen that in the past where I know it was a 10-league team, but two through six would finish with the same record, and it would just come down to tiebreakers. We saw that in the the 2020 season. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see the Big 12 in March Madness. But just kind of going back to what we're talking about is, yeah, there's ninth and kind of getting by but there's also a a scenario ryan where all these teams beat up on each other like we've seen in football like we've seen in years past in in basketball where not much separates number three texas and number 11 cincinnati
1: no and we remember the covid year that when the season we that's what i was saying we finished nine and nine that year and it was third because it was like a five-way tie at 9-9. Nine and nine, And then you look at the history of the Big 12. After usually what's been the top two, um, usually usually it was Kansas and Baylor. Texas snuck into that, uh, kind of replaced Baylor last year. But everybody's within three, four games from about three to whatever, ten. I mean, it, there's not – outside yeah. of Kansas and whoever's going to be the top, second team, there usually isn't a big separation. Sometimes it's only Kansas, and it's even more – balance it which could happen this year again
0: yeah and so kind of shifting the conversation ryan to the big 12 as a whole and kind of funneling it down to now how does this play out for for west virginia and you know we there was a scrimmage this past weekend too that we'll that we'll talk about and a couple other things going around the program that we'll get to in a second but this is also a schedule that that uh josh eiler and and that that favors this team that favors a team Where for so long, there were so many questions and that we finally, you know, pending Raekwon Battle, which we'll we'll talk about in a second, where Josh has a good feeling about it. I know you have a good feeling about it. I'm kind of, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. And that's just because it's the NCAA, not because obviously I don't trust you or Josh or anyone around it. You guys would know more than me. But don't forget is we don't have to go to the fog this year. Uh, We don't have to go out to Provo. Mentioned that earlier this year. And the two other teams that come to play here, another great one, Baylor and Texas Tech, which I don't want to go to either of those two when it comes to basketball this year. But don't forget that is we kind of we'll, – we'll call it our – because we just played Dana, right, our, our reverse Dana or Dana is in Jalen Bridges and and um, Tucson coming here. Yeah. So there's going to be that emotional factor. There's going to be that revenge angle as well for them and for us. And, hey, that Baylor game last year too was – was one that you know You know won. what happened should have won and we of course we know what happened after that it was kind of the dominant of fall in, in what was the the year of 2023 for the West Virginia basketball program but hey we're still riding it it's still in the latter part of this year and you know what I'll 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 take that schedule Ryan. I'll I, I will I, I think everything is in a good position for West Virginia to go out and take it and I think they want to I think there's a lot of not only Josh and his staff but those players feel like they have something to prove as well. Cause some a lot of those players were from the transfer portal. Or you got the Kobe's and Seth's and Josiah's that are like, we stayed around here. We did that for a reason. And now we're and we're gonna show you why.
1: Yeah, and I got Ken Palm, they got their whole project. Ken Palm's the best. They project out the whole year. They got game predictions. They got the Mountaineers finishing at seven and eleven in league play. I think that's a little bit undervaluing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's it's more of the unknown. But third place, 11-7, and and then the last place is 6-12. and So, like, literally five-game difference between third place and 14th place headed into this year from a projection standpoint. That's just kind of what it's going to be. But, yeah, the teams, like football, is going to have a chip on its shoulder. Not a lot of people are going to believe in them because of the unknown, uh, of Josh coaching the team uh, in for hugs. But, I mean, that's that's the best time to get them, man, Uh, back against your wall. And uh and shut everybody up. I mean and and, and they're and they're gonna get tested in the non con too. because oh, yeah. they're gonna go down to Florida, they got a good good couple tests. Uh they play SMU then the winner of Wisconsin and Virginia. Well we gotta Obviously, win,
0: assuming that yeah. we win.
1: Yeah, we well, play. I mean, winner win or lose, you're gonna play Wisconsin yeah, yeah, or yeah. Virginia. So either way. Um UMass, you're gonna play Frank Martin. That's a mm-hmm. good test. Um, up there, you got you got guys like Darius Nichols, who's got a good Radford team coming back to the Coliseum, and then of course the headlines. You got the backyard brawl, which we, it's a game that we always circle, obviously. And this one's got some juice to it too. Friday night in Morgantown, December first. Rick pattino has got no, you He's got arguably a top twenty-five team in year one coming to the Coliseum, so plenty of opportunities. And oh, I almost forgot, we got Ohio State in Cleveland yes. to end the non-con, and last time we. Went to uh, Cleveland to play the Buckeyes. A guy named Deuce McBride came on the national stage. So,
0: that was uh, a great game. yeah,
1: oh, great game. Yeah, I never looked back after that.
0: <laughs> so, and and I'm glad too. Uh, is usually they, because because I get it. There is there's an art to this, especially your non-con, right? You wanna you wanna see what you have. You want to get some wins, some call, qual- you know, some wins under your belt. But you want to be tested a little bit too. So I, I think this this non-con, if, if Josh goes through and let's say one two losses, really good shape, and w- which is very possible too. It, it, it's the right balance for this non-con. It's gonna be tough, but you know, we've talked to Josh and 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 you know from his press conferences and the things he's posting and the teams posting as well. They're locked in and they're loaded and they know they have to they have a lot to prove out there, but it's a tall task, but Hey, when you want to be a division one head coach, when you want to make solid NIL money, when you want to bring a final four to West Virginia, of course, it's going to be a tall order, but it's one that I and you, and we truly believe that, that it's possible with these guys and with this team, it's just, it's yep. about getting it right and finding that right formula. And hopefully that starts with uh Raekwon battle, um, being eligible through the NCAA, uh, so let's talk about Raekwon a little bit and the scrimmage. Uh, Raekwon, of course, did not play in the scrimmage uh, against Vanderbilt over this past weekend. Ryan, I know you got a lot of updates and some sourcing with the scrimmage and, and what went on there, uh, a game that went to overtime. I think they lost by two, but of course yeah. it's a scrimmage, right? You want to try different things. You want to try different plays. You're not going to expose your Hail Mary or you know your whole hand uh, in, in a scrimmage, but I'll, I'll let you take it over.
1: Yeah, and to put it in perspective... The year we went, I think it was fifteen and twenty. We beat Purdue, who was an elite eighteen that year with with Carson Edwards. And then we've got him beat uh, in the Press Virginia years. We got beat by Ohio State one year. So it really doesn't mean anything in terms of the score. Um, good offensively for, from from what I was told. This is gonna be a fun group, more of kind of what Josh just said in his press conference, get up and down, play to the strengths, uh Kerr and, and Jesse Edwards, obviously the headline guys. Uh, being the highly touted transfers, it's going to be a work in progress on the defensive end, in, in in my opinion. It's just kind of, and I think that's always going to be the case when you take as many transfers as they took. Where and you got a new head coach. It, I don't think he's going to play completely the way that Hugs played. I think he, he's kind of like you said. It's ingrained in him. It's the culture, so it's going to look somewhat like Hugs um hugs his defense over the years but josh has also been a video coordinator where he's watched film and scouted for 15 years where he's going to put his wrinkle and stamp on what he thinks is uh a good change of pace so i think it's going to be a team that gets better and better defensively they have two good rim protectors and jesse and a cook a cook so i think uh I, i think they'll get better and better on the defensive end i that would be my biggest concern headed into the year would be the defensive side of things uh, just meshing these different transfers because, I mean, for example, Jesse Edwards, he's coming over from playing in a 2-3 zone for 40 mm-hmm. minutes. He's he's having he's having to learn how to guard ball screens for 40 minutes because everybody ball screens. He's, you're not guarding a ball screen in the zone. You're just standing right in front of the rim and putting your arms up and getting the rebound. So uh, a cook, obviously, coming over from UConn and Georgetown, Kerr. Uh, it's coming over from over from Arizona, where defense was optional over there. So I mean, they were good offensively, but let's be honest, they did not guard anybody. So win the Pac-12, uh, then yeah. lose to Princeton. Part of yeah. the game plan it, at no Arizona. <laughs> I mean, they it, it's it's everybody coming from a different system that you got to mesh them into. Everybody rowing the same way. So I think they'll get better and better. But offensively, I'm not worried at all about this team. But that's where Rush, like guys like Seth and Kobe and Josiah are invaluable, where they've been Mm -hmm. in this system, where they can contribute without having to run a play for them.
0: Well, and I remember us talking about as we kind of were starting to talk about the transfer portal and, uh, you know, looking at what we need and fits. And I'm like, we need to keep Kobe. Oh, I'm yeah. like that that defense because especially when you're trying to um replace keedy uh oh, yeah. it, that's 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 a big hole that you have to fill and i agree with Timothy here i personally think that our basketball team will surprise a lot of people this year Agreed. i i we absolutely and, and and the thing is it's definitely another one of those situations where it's like if it's taking a second don't panic right Let, let's talk about last year right is that took a second to get some meshing going and and figure some things out. Don't forget, a lot of basketballs not necessarily figuring it out right away, but it's the timing of figuring it out and and, and taking off. We talked about that 2020 year, and that would have been a great year to see how that would have worked out because they figured it out at, on on paper at the right time. And another point you brought up is Josh is going to do some things that are different than Hugs, but I would want him to. I think failure. I think we could see from the coaching standpoint is when coaches try to like assistant coaches get for whatever reason, the head coaching job and they kind of try to fall in that trap of being like their former head coach instead of having their own identity and being themselves. So, I mean, I'm glad don't get me wrong is I would love to see a Bob Huggins defense out there. And it don't, we, we understand the coaching tree that comes from. And you talked about the carryover players from Bob Huggins, but it, it, Josh needs to do what he believes is best for the team, what fits the identity of the team and what in his coaching style, what he believes in will be successful. And maybe there's things he takes from hugs. Maybe there's things that he doesn't take from hugs. And as long as it works fine with it. And, and yeah. of course, and you also got those, you know, still those, you know, never take an opponent lightly, right? We saw it last year with some big 12 guy, uh, big 12 teams losing to losing a couple bye games to start the season, or at least having close ones, you know, don't take those buy games for advantage but also take advantage of them, if that makes sense. Kind of, you know, using the word differently there is use that to really set that foundation and figure things out and figure out what works. You're gonna need your experimental time. So if you're not covering in this,
1: I think we lost Rush. So Rush will be back. But uh yeah, Mountaineer Lair with Kenny. If we go 28 and 4, uh I, I'd obviously I'd be thrilled, but you could uh remove that interim tag from Josh Eilert if they go 28 and four. That's one guarantee I can I can make you. Um I yeah, I and, and Tim makes a good point in the chat as well. Excited about what we could be offensively, completely agree. I think this is gonna be a good offensive basketball team. Um so yeah, I mean, I a, a lot to be optimistic about with uh, with with the Mountaineers headed into the year, and hopefully tomorrow when we dive back into football, the Streamyard that this is the software that we use every show is working a little bit better. I know that they sent out an email that they were having upgrade or software update issues. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's that's it's part of the nature where. You're doing everything virtual via technology. I know everybody can relate. So, um, Reminder, we are back tomorrow with Behind Enemy Lines. Um, we have a special guest, a preview to Oklahoma State side, so look really looking forward to that. Also, Josh Eilert is out in Kansas City for Big 12 Media Day, Big 12 Kickoff, whatever they're calling it now. That'll be at 3 o'clock Eastern here in less than 10 minutes. Yep, it's less than 10 minutes now. 6 o'clock Eastern, we're going live over at the College uh, Experience, talking uh, West Virginia-Oklahoma State for the Big 12 game of the week. So we're going on with another – that's the Big 12 show that Rush and I host with a a buddy of ours. Um, And we're going to break down this matchup between us and Oklahoma State on Saturday at 3.30 over at Mountaineer Field. Also, at 7 o'clock tonight, we got uh, the Big 12 – college basketball uh preview so we're we're on the college experience back to back here at six and seven o'clock if you guys want to bring the show over there so uh hopefully we'll see you shortly over there at the college experience to talk mountaineers and cowboys on the football field but we had to stick a little bit of basketball in there because media days tomorrow uh like i said josh will be at the podium at three o'clock eastern i think he's the final one to speak because it goes alphabetical order in the big 12 west virginia being at the tail end um, but yeah, really excited to see Josh out there with coaches like uh, Bill Self, Scott Drew, and 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 all those all those legends. Kelvin Sampson coming over to the league. Um, so yeah, looking forward to seeing Josh tomorrow. I think it's on ESPN Plus. So set your calendars, your your schedules there. So we will see you guys tomorrow for Behind Enemy Lines. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, and see you over at the College Experience here in about five minutes. Let's go, Mountaineers.